Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Fans Talk Pro Wrestling Podcast. As always, I am your host with the Hall of French Toast, Freddie Carlson, and I am joined by my good friend on the other side of the microphone, as always, Angelo Belli, the heart of the wrestling fan base himself. Say hello to the people, Angelo. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of your favorite pro wrestling podcast. And we are happy to be with you once again for this wonderful edition of the Fans Talk Pro Wrestling Podcast. It's Sunday, and you know what that means. We're here to talk wrestling. And so, we're going to talk about the Royal Rumble today. Well, as the uh, as of recording today, we are two weeks away from the Royal Rumble pay-per-view on January the 31st. WWE puts this show on every year, and as many of us, if not all of us, know, it is arguably one of the most entertaining and unexpected... Um, un- uh, unexpecting nights of the year that's not the way to say it basically we don't know what to expect and it's always one of the most uh, enthralling nights of the year for wrestling fans and i am extremely excited because it is my favorite time of the year so uh let's get right into it we're going to start by talking about some of our favorite moments uh and matches uh from the royal rumble over the years uh obviously the royal rumble was instituted in 1988 under the brain as the brainchild of pat patterson uh may he rest in peace and the Royal Rumble has proven to be uh, a, pl- a place where legendary superstars make their returns, injured superstars make their returns. We've seen some WWE debuts, some NXT call-ups, and some shock wins, some shock eliminations, and overall just some amazing moments that live in wrestling infamy. So, Angelo, I'm going to toss it over to you. First question for this episode. Yeah. If, when you think of the Royal Rumble match... What is the first thing that you think of? The first thing that I think of? Right, yeah. Just like in general, what do you think of when you think of the Royal Rumble match? Uh, so other than a bunch of men, and now especially in this case, uh, women, uh, throwing each other over the ropes, I think of who might be the next champion and face of the company. Absolutely. And, you know, I think it's a perfect place to build future stars. And we've seen it happen... Uh, you know, we've seen it happen sporadically over the years. Unfortunately, it does not go as perfectly as we would hope sometimes. But, I mean, we've seen some good examples like Shinsuke Nakamura, Rey Mysterio have been elevated to new levels uh, and, in different, and in different capacities, obviously, for each person. Um, so, another one. When you think about the Royal Rumble, what is, um, what is one of your favorite Royal Rumble moments? You don't have to give me any, like, your, like, number one. But when you think of the Rumble, what's some of your favorite moments to think of? Your first one that comes to mind. So the first one that comes to mind for me would be Royal Rumble 2016. Uh, AJ Styles oh, makes his debut. Unbelievable. And- what were you thinking? When, when, he, when, you, when you first saw AJ, what's going through your mind? Because I'm losing my mind. on the. I'm, 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 I think I was watching on my couch. I'm losing my freaking mind. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, likewise, I was in um, I was in my playroom. Uh, I was watching it on the TV, and um, you know I see number one and two come out, and then I hear the theme song, and I'm like, could this possibly be who I think it is? And then I just see the words on the Titantron, "I am phenomenal," and I hear the crowd mark out, and I just start saying, you know. Holy shit, it has to be AJ Styles. Sure enough, he comes out. I'm marking out in my living room. I honestly did not expect him to be in that match. Well, yeah, of course. You hear you hear the rumors, you know, and, and, and I remember, you know, sorry to cut you off, but I remember, like, the rumors were strong, and sometimes you kind of have to take them with a grain of salt, but I think feel like that was one of the few times that they were so strong that you kind of couldn't ignore them, you know? 
No, especially Finn Balor teasing it all over social media. Oh, like, yeah. Bullet Club stuff. <laughs> that's yeah. what made it, like, extra special. Oh, yeah. And, you know, one thing about that Rumble that was nice, too, was that it added... I mean, the I was not a fan of Roman Reigns at the time. And so the added stipulation of him defending the WWE Championship from the number one position, it added intrigue because everybody who was in that match had a chance to be WWE Champion, you know? Like, you could think about it. Technically, even a guy like Tyler Breeze or Curtis Axel or all these lower mid-card guys who were never going to get a title match one-on-one technically did and technically would have had an opportunity. Now, of course, you know, those guys weren't going to win. It was always going to be one of a handful of names and it ended up being Triple H. But, uh, you know, that the finish to that match, uh, man, I really wish they gave it to Ambrose. You know, I know what WWE was doing. You see, I love that Rumble, and I hate that Rumble. I love the starting point of that because, you know, the whole thing with AJ was great. Getting him in there with guys like Roman and Jericho and Kevin Owens, you know, seeing him in there with some of those guys for the first time was so cool. But then the finish, they did it perfectly up until Roman Reigns, sorry, up until Triple H won. I think Ambrose was the guy you needed to go with that night because the crowd was so behind him. And I know where they were going. They were going with Roman and Triple H at WrestleMania. But man, that match turned out to be a dud. But yeah, so I, I see what you mean. So, great moment though. AJ's debut, one of my f- top five, top three ro- you know, Royal Rumble like moments ever, in my opinion. Oh, without a doubt. And so, to give another one now, you know, that was, that was yours. I'll, go, I'll give you one that you can kind of... Uh, speak on uh, this one. I did not get to watch live. I was a little too young to be watching it live at this point. You know, it was I was still early in my wrestling fan years, so I wasn't super. I wasn't getting pay per views at this point, but it, I've watched it back a million times, and it is arguably the greatest moment ever. Two thousand and eight. You know, we're in Madison Square Garden. You know, they got the big deal. M- Michael Buffer is doing the announcements. Like it's supposed to be this big deal and stuff like that. And um, you know, I think that it was. It was, you knew something special had to be the way that it ended. And to see John Cena, after not even four months of rehab from a year-long injury that they were telling him he's going to be out a year because he tore his pec. Now Cena's back in four months and he wins the Royal Rumble match and it's just like, what the hell, man? You know, you mark out in like Madison Square Garden is one of the most bipartisan crowds you'll ever see in a wrestling, in the wrestling world. There, Chicago and probably, um... What's it called? Um, not LA. Boston. Are like three of the most bipartisan crowds ever, in my opinion. And he got cheered. Cena, at the point where everyone hated him, was getting cheered. Like, that is crazy to me. That place erupted, and it was so awesome to see. And so what What are your... like? I don't know if you watched that live or even just watching it back. What's your feeling on that, like, Cena's return in 2008? Oh, so... um. That one, I honestly, I don't remember if I watched it live or not, but I do remember watching it back a few times and just seeing the moment that the fans erupted. They literally, like, blew off the the roof of that building. Literally, like, Madison Square Garden looked like it was shaking. I can't imagine what it was like to be in there that night. Like, you could tell that Cena felt that, and that extra, like, oomph, I guess, yeah. added to him. You know, last eliminating Triple H and eventually winning. Um, that was definitely a moment that I think any wrestling fan that has watched that match or has yet to watch that match will say that that's one of the top five Rumble mat, uh, Rumble moments 
to ever happen. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, you know, when you look at that, it's kind of just like, it's arguably one of the most unexpected because literally nobody was thinking Cena is number 30. You know, you, you're kind of hoping for a shock. You're kind of hoping for a surprise. But you're not thinking John Cena because he was out with injury and he's going to be out a year. No one's expecting Cena. And then here he is, you know, and it was the first of his two Rumble wins. And I think that it was done perfectly. So, you know, for me, that that's that's one of the uh, one of the better ones for me. Um, but. Now I'm going to move on to a match as a whole. My favorite Royal Rumble match. So this is tough because the Rumble match is a hard match to judge in comparison to other, like, quote-unquote five-star matches. You know, obviously Dave Meltzer's ratings can be taken with a grain of salt if you like to listen to what he says or not. But I, you know, I, I think that when you choose the best Rumble matches as a whole, there has to be a lot of things that go into it. For me, it's... The match has to have been entertaining from start to finish there can't be any dull points any lull points like even the low points from like the big mo- like returns and entrances and like the the crazy eliminations like the low points in between can't be super low where it's just like okay who the hell are the guys in the ring you know over the years guys you know no, no offense to them but guys like kenzo suzuki i watched uh, the 2005 royal rumble match with my mom the other day Kenzo Suzuki, Rene Dupree, Simon Dean, Jonathan Coachman, they're all in the Rumble match, and I'm like, all right, this is not, like the low, like Luther Reigns, Mark Jindrak, about a third of that Rumble was just jobbers and lower mid-carters. I'm like, that's, while it had a great ending, you know, Cena and Batista both hitting the floor and Vince blowing his quads, there was a lot of other points that really bring that one back a little bit for me. Uh, But, so anyway... Uh, if I'm talking some of the greatest Royal, the greatest Royal Rumble matches of all time, up there for me, the 2018 men's Royal Rumble match, won by our favorite Japanese sensation, the king of strong style, Shinsuke Nakamura. Angelo, what did you think of the 2018 men's Royal Rumble? So that whole match was something else, honestly. Um the fact that they put Shinsuke over and, you know, have him win, that was just something else for me. And, you know, even even other entrants, like if you think about it, you had Andrade from NXT, Adam Cole from NXT. Jeez. And I believe that was, that was the same, uh, that was the night after he had that War Games match. His uh, ribs were all... Uh, no, it wasn't War Games, but it was an Extreme Rules match with Aleister Black. Rules. But still, I mean, and, th- and that match, I mean, go back and watch that match too. I mean, those two guys killed each other and they killed it. So definitely go and watch that. No, but um, I honestly, I feel like that they had the right person win because everybody was so behind him. And, you know, unfortunately, the match that he had, it was... A great match against AJ at WrestleMania, yeah. but the ending so, was just so here's here's my thing with um the 2018 Rumble. So obviously I, I think for me it is my favorite Royal Rumble match of all time. And that's saying a lot because there are so many good ones. And I yeah. we can get into some other ones as we go, but I wanted to start at my very top. Um 
I was very nervous. Nakamura entered at number 11. He came in really early. And when I saw the number he came in at, I panicked. I'm like, oh, they're going to do it. They're going to let him lose. Every, Literally everyone in the world wants this man to win this year, and they're going to let him lose. But he's lasted a while. He's still in there. You know, he's, he's going, he's going, he's going. I think what really solidified this Rumble, even without the winner, like if, even, if the, even if Roman Reigns had freaking won the Rumble, oh, maybe, okay, maybe not Roman, but a guy like, you know, Finn Balor or somebody else, if, if that were the case, I would have been more okay with it based once, once we reached that final six. That showdown of like the old guard against the young up and comers, Cena, Orton, and Mysterio on one side of the ring, Finn Balor, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Roman Reigns on the other. Man, that was so awesome. Like, I remember watching that and getting so hyped because they were literally like living out a dream situation. Veterans, former Rumble winners, the greats, of the, like some of the all time greats against these young guys who are all looking to ascend to the levels that these guys have been at for a decade plus, you know? And so I think that was the first level of it. Um, plus, then the final four was done perfectly. Both Nakamura and Balor got to look really, really good, really strong, really like over. Cena and Reigns were putting them over, taking bumps. And of course, Nakamura winning the damn thing by eliminating both Roman Reigns and John Cena at the end by himself. I feel like that's a night that he'll never lose. And I'm hoping that as we enter 2021 in the Rumble, and we're going to talk about this a little later, that could benefit, you know, be another like cause for thought. Um, and so for me, that's one of the things that I'm thinking about. But uh, yeah, so that does it for me with the 2018 Rumble. So uh, Angelo, What's uh, one of your favorite Rumble, from t from top to bottom, what's one of your favorite Royal Rumble matches of all time, from start to finish? Not just a particular moment, but match. Oh, man, that's a tough one. Uh, see? Yeah, you see, I, I, I had trouble, and I like to come with the hard-hitting questions. You know, for those of you listening at home, Angelo and I, we talk about what we want to talk about, but we don't say exactly what we're going to say. We give each other a loose idea, and we kind of run with it, you know? And so... I'm asking him this question. He has no idea. He's not prepared for it. I thought about it all day, but he he's getting the question right now. So, Angelo, what's one of your favorite Rumble matches? Oh, man. Um, shit, you really got me with this. It's tough, man. This is one of the hardest questions I've ever had to actually, like wrestling-wise, I've ever had to actually ask myself. Um, from start to finish. Kind of like the way I explained the 2018 Rumble. Well booked, low points weren't super low, and everyone got to look good, and they had and they picked the right winner, you know? Because obviously, you know, to, to, while you think, you know, we, you, there's, I think it's universally agreed upon that a lot of the decisions made in like the 2014 and 15 Rumbles were booked pretty poorly. You know, in 2017, uh, they only made up for it by having Randy go over at the end, and that only made up for so much. Um, but you know, I think that at the end of the day, a good rumble match has just a lot of entertaining moments, a lot of high points, uh, a lot of special moments. And at the end of the day, they pick the right winner. To me, those are the key things that go into a great Royal rumble match. All right. So I got one that happened recently. What do you got? The 2019 men's rumble match. I just watched that one today with my mother. <laughs> Just watch that one today. You know, so, uh, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I'm no, sorry. no, no, no. I, I was gonna, I was just gonna say. You know, I, I wouldn't put that one up there, but I want to hear what you got to say. That's that's what I was gonna say. So, 
you know, the fact that they had NXT and NXT UK involved in this one. Oh, I love um, I love that. Was, that was something else for me. But if you look at the talent that they had in there, you know, Pete Dunne, Aleister Black, uh, Nia Jax at number 30. All right. Now, now that's my one gripe with that year's Rumble. And it's <laughs> nothing against Nia Jax. I'm not a fan of her as a wrestler. It's not well. It's very well known that. Nothing against her as a person. I just think that she's not the safest worker, and it scares me a little bit to put her in there with some, you know, big-name wrestlers. Be that as it may, she came down to the final three in the Women's Royal Rumble match earlier in the night, and I was already unhappy that our truth was number 30. Truth's funny as hell, but this is the Royal Rumble match. It's 2019. You got a lot of other names who can be number 30, you know? And, um, and what's it called? I think that that was the wrong choice, you know? I... It was it was cool. It was a nice moment. Don't get me wrong. I liked it, but it it draws it back just a little bit for me, just a little farther away. If if I'm talking 2019, up there in the top of the discussion for me is the 2019 Women's Royal Rumble match, because that was the one where Becky Lynch was not in the match, but she and she came out, got put in, and the. Freaking building went nuts. Phoenix, Arizona lost their collective minds that night because everyone was on the train of the man. Becky Lynch was everybody's favorite to win the whole thing. And I think that it was the right call, right place, right time. And and Becky was, like I said, they picked the right winner because everyone wanted Becky to win. Now, yes, they picked the right winner in the men's rumble as well. Seth was super over at the time. He was the right man for the job. But Becky winning that one, man. I don't even remember the rest of the match, but I think Becky Becky winning makes that one so special, you know? Oh, exactly. And then to go on and main event WrestleMania. Only women's re- WrestleMania main event wow. in history to date. Um, the fact that we were there for that, you know. One of the craziest feelings ever, man. Oh, exactly. And the fact, also the fact that they had her and Rollins go over at both pay-per-views. And and they added Kofi and, and they added Kofi in at Mania too. <laughs> that was the freaking crazy part, man. Oh, Kofi's match was something else, but yeah, that's another topic for another day. Um, but definitely, you know, but the for for me for the men's Rumble match, it was you know not only the fact that Rollins won, but the fact that they actually let Nia in twenty nineteen a woman take a few bumps from. Hey, listen, I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. I think it was more so my problem was considering the circumstances otherwise. You have a lot of different guys who could have been number 30 over our truth as it was. And did that Nia coming in really benefit the match? No. But at the same time, it was a cool moment because you saw things that you didn't typically get to see in WWE in 2019. So I give it a pass because of that. You know, that's kind of where my mindset is with it. Right. Uh, okay, so um, when you think about um, – here's another one. I want Give me your opinion on this one because this is another one. This is going back a little bit now. The okay. 2001 – Royal Rumble match. Stone Cold Steve Austin's third and final Rumble win. When you think of that, what do you think of? Stone Cold's third and final win? Yes, it was the one where Kane eliminated 11 men and they had the hardcore segment with all the with Tommy Dreamer bringing those weapons in and stuff. It's a pretty cool match. What do you think? Have you actually ever watched that one from start to finish? 
I, I don't honestly I don't remember seeing it from start to finish. I think I've seen like um like little bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. No, I understand. I so for me that rumble is one of the best ones ever because again, right winner, Austin was the guy that needed to win it that year, especially after being out most of the year before with uh, his neck surgery. Um but also they built a star in Kane. Now Kane was already a big name. He had been involved in, you know, upper mid card main event level stuff for several years. But I feel as though that night solidified him as a, not a legend per se, because I mean that's a tough word to use in that circumstance. But it solidified him as a main event guy for the rest of his career. Eleven eliminations, coming down to the final two, outlasting guys like the Undertaker and the Rock, and you know, getting down there with Austin being the last guy in there. I feel like that was just a great opportunity for 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 Kane. And again, it built a star. And the goal of the Rumble, in my opinion, is to build a star, even if they don't necessarily win the match. You know. Oh yeah, without a doubt. You know, that's that's another thing that I think the Rumble helps with. Absolutely. Certainly. It did it with Nakamura, although the booking after the fact only made it worse. But again, can't be beggars can't be choosers. Uh so yeah, Nakamura, but again you know, um what's it called? It enhanced Becky and Seth in twenty nineteen. And I think one that we completely miss and this is just because it feels like it feels like it was a decade ago and it was only a year ago, the 2020 Men's Royal Rumble match. Drew McIntyre getting his moment to shine, finally winning and going over in the Rumble, heading to WrestleMania, thinking he's going to face Brock Lesnar, and again, circumstances being what they were, unfortunate you know, that he could not end up uh, getting his moment at Raymond James Stadium in front of 70,000, 80,000 people. But nonetheless, the Rumble match itself was actually really good. I am among the the feeling that he, or sorry, the the Brock Lesnar stuff in that match was really entertaining. It was a really great showcase of Brock's unbelievable power, strength, you know, dominance. You know, it was something that you never see in the Rumble, where the guy literally walks through eight to ten, or maybe even more. I think maybe twelve or fifteen guys before. Oh no, thirteen. He had thirteen eliminations before he finally got his. You know. To me, that's booking done well. Because then the guy who comes in and finally takes him out looks like a monster. Drew McIntyre, in one kick to the head, became a main event level monster that we had all known that he could be. And he finally got like ascended to there. And then, you know, obviously Edge coming back being arguably the greatest return to ever happen in the Rumble. I cried, dude. I don't know about you, but I was crying <laughs> my eyes out when Edge returned last year. Such a heartwarming moment. I was... When I was watching that match, first of all, two things. Actually, three. Like you mentioned, Drew McIntyre kicking Brock Lesnar in the face and eliminating him. The fact that they had Brock Lesnar and Keith Lee face-to-face... Dude. That was another small, kind of uh, interesting moment in my eyes. Dude, that set up so many things for the future. I loved that. I know Keith didn't get didn't like do anything big there, but man, that was huge. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah, they're both big guys. Oh, that was that was a very special moment uh, for a rumble in my eyes. But then oh. Edge's return, man. <laughs> oh my god, I was marking out. I don't think I don't think I don't think you were a human if you didn't mark out in that moment and you know the story. Oh my 
God. Man, it was like literally I'm getting chills talking about it, but uh, I can it was t- it was just like surreal to see him after nine years. Nine years. Nine years, dude. It's- after nine years of a and neck injury that literally triple fusion neck surgery triple fusion neck surgery that alone just sounds like you'll never walk again let alone wrestle return to the profession that had you had ripped away from you when you were a kid not a kid when you were not ready to retire and you've only wanted to do this since you were a kid like that is just an unbelievable story and every wrestling fan in the world who watched live that night and knows the story, and knows what happened. They all know the emotion that you all rem- you'll always remember where you were. It's one of those moments that you'll always say, you'll always remember where you were when this or that happened. You'll always remember where you were when Edge returned after nine years of being away. <laughs> Without a doubt, that was something that really, um, like, like I said, I was marking out, but then like thinking about it, I literally started like to tear up and everything and yeah, yeah. oh man just thinking about it, it absolutely was, it was an absolutely special moment not only for us as fans but i feel like edge got his career back i think i think it proved that the royal rumble like if you if you didn't already know anything can happen and that's the single greatest part of the rumble and i it makes you even though the booking can always be questionable at times it makes you really want to continue to tune in and watch because it's the most entertaining night of the year. And if they book correctly, they do such a great job. And I think this year's Rumble has a chance to be so good because there's so many guys who could benefit from winning or even just having a good showing, lasting 30, 40 minutes, getting down to the final six or four. That's literally what, you know, there's so much benefit to like a lot of guys this year. And that's one of the things that I'm really looking forward to most, you know? And so I think it's time we segue into talking about the 2021 Royal Rumble pay-per-view. So as we said earlier, we are two weeks away at the time of recording from the Royal Rumble event. It will be taking place on Sunday, January the 31st, live on the WWE Network. Uh, Of course, there'll be both the women's and men's Royal Rumble matches. And it's that point where it's time to pick, uh, make some predictions. And make some predictions on who may return, who may debut, who may uh, end up, you know, coming back. Things uh, things like that. So I feel as though it might uh, be good to start. Angelo, what's one thing that you're hoping for in the Rumbles this year? Uh, well, one thing I'm hoping for is in both Rumbles for the winners to be people that are somewhat established, but not really that, you know, I feel like they, even if they're people that get called up from NXT. Yeah. That, I mean, if they had an NXT superstar win, that would be something else. But if they had someone like Daniel Ryan or Keith Lee or even Shinsuke win again, oh yeah, so that would be something special. Oh yeah, and so for me, I think the thing that I want to see most is I want to see the opera like they actually prove to me that they can book properly and book these these guys who should be main event level guys not saying that they all need to be world champion tomorrow i know that that's not possible and have it be meaningful but you can do so much good by pushing somebody to the point where they make you know they, they end up better you know they end up you know it, it, and that's what i want so like you said i think that that is 
key. It's vital right now for for this year. And so I think that's a good way to segue into talking about predictions for the men. We'll start with the men's Royal Rumble match. I think there's so many options, you know, and especially after the way booking has gone on Raw and SmackDown the last few weeks, I feel like there's more options than ever now to really realistically win the Royal Rumble match. Um, my, uh, so um, among the favorites, uh, between Vegas and, uh, personal, uh, you know, just personal thought, the favorites to me include Keith Lee, AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, Shinsuke Nakamura, Cesaro, and Brock Lesnar. Those six guys are my, my considerable favorites. Now, I don't really want to see Brock Lesnar come back. Personally, if he does come back and face somebody at WrestleMania, for the love of God, don't let him win the Rumble to do it. I don't need to see him win a second Rumble. What I do want to see is a guy like, you know, Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles are two guys where if they win, I will not be mad at all. They are probably the only two guys on the roster who I would be more than happy to see just have their resumes be padded, you know? The old saying, you know, like, they've done everything. They've won every title, you know, Styles, save for Styles being tag champion and money in the bank. Styles is just trying to pad his resume. Daniel Bryan has been money in the bank, tag champion, world champion, intercontinental, U.S. champion. He has just ne- he's main event at WrestleMania. He has never won the Royal Rumble. So him winning the Rumble this year could feasibly it would complete the trifecta, everything. He, he would be like Asuka, having won every accolade there is to win. You know? Um, so I'm okay with that. And AJ Styles too. I'm okay with him padding his resume. Uh a guy like Nakamura or Cesaro, or even uh, I don't see Jey Uso winning, but like those kinds of guys are the kinds of people that can make such a ben- have such a benefit from being in there and being down to the very end if you, you know like that's what I'm saying you know having that kind of an opportunity but my pick and the person that I do think is going to win the men's royal rumble match and I'm sticking with this because I felt this way for some time now is Keith Lee I think that it's just it's it's got to be done I think Keith has to win he's the right guy at the right time I know Brian and AJ may not get another chance after this but where Keith will, but I feel like you got to pull the trigger. It's kind of like with Nakamura a few years ago. He had been on the main roster for a little bit. I think it's time, you know? I don't know about you, Angela. What do you feel? Oh, no, I, I absolutely agree. And honestly, right now would be the perfect time to pull the trigger on it, like you said. You know, him him having that history with Drew McIntyre, especially right. Drew McIntyre retains at the Rumble, like we're hoping. I'm not getting into that. I'm not getting into that because if I start talking about it, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm talking about the Royal Rumble match, not about Bill Goldberg getting a world title opportunity in 2021. Continue. Um, Sorry. I'm I'm all for Keith Lee being the one to dethrone um, Drew McIntyre. As am I. I don't want it any other way. (laughs) I, again, listen, if it's AJ... I'm not going to be mad. Again, AJ is one of the best. And I think him doing that is totally, you know, feasible and not a problem. I just think it's most beneficial to Lee, you know? Because if Keith Lee wins the Rumble, then Drew, please kick the head off of Bill Goldberg. 
And then you walk into the elimination chamber and you got to think about, okay, Drew has to defend against five other people. So who's Drew going to defend against? Well, you could really start thinking about it. Hmm. He could probably defend against Styles mm-hmm. and, you know, Sheamus, Miz, Morrison. You, know, you can even get a Jeff Hardy in there. You can get a Elias, maybe Bobby Lashley, these different guys. You know, I see some great options. Whereas if Daniel Bryan wins the Rumble, I still think that not you know Lee can maybe win a number you know a number one contenders match at some point and get that chance at WrestleMania, and Daniel Bryan can very easily slide into face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. So for me, I'm gonna go with this: Keith Lee is number one, Daniel Bryan number two, AJ Styles number three. Those are my three picks for the Men's Royal Rumble this year. That's who I'm going with. Who do you got? I'd have to go with those three as well, considering that we don't have that many names that we know of right now in that match. Agreed. If there if there were more names, we would probably have different um different lists. But honestly, if you look at what we have now currently, you have Brian, Lashley, Styles, Randy Orton, Otis, the Miz, Jey Uso, and Cesaro. Well, yeah, I see a guy like Nakamura getting in there. Uh, Lee has not actually officially confirmed yet, um, but Lee, Sheamus, you know, I would probably think Gable too. Ah, uh, maybe. Um, I see. I, I think I do think Edge is going to make his return in the Rumble. I genuinely do. Edge and Seth Rollins are my two picks for returns this year. Uh, Seth and like Murphy. Um, probably. You know, Ray and Dominic Mysterio. You know, guys like that. I mean, we don't want to get like those are the guys that are not going to be really winning the whole thing. And then if we're talking people from NXT, I could see Champa making an appearance. I could see Timothy Thatcher making an appearance. I can see um, uh, Dexter Loomis making an appearance. So, what about uh, Demon Priest making his debut? I think that he'll be up on the main roster by then. I'm not going to lie. I think by that point he may actually already make his main roster debut, but I do think he'll be in the Rumble either way. Yes. I feel like that's the perfect opportunity for him to showcase his skills because he has yet to really display it to the larger audience on Raw and SmackDown. So that's kind of where I'm I'm looking at it in that respect. Um, Yeah, so those are my picks for the Men's Rumble and your picks for the Men's Rumble. So... Let's switch over to the Women's Royal Rumble. This one's a little harder to pick from because it's a little bit more wide open, you know? There's maybe one leading candidate, but I could genuinely see a handful of others really realistically being, you know, favorites. So let's start with the women's. Let's start with at the top. Uh, I think the heavy favorite is considered to be Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm all for that. Believe me, I think that she would be a perfect candidate, a perfect choice, and the right one to take the title off of Sasha Banks when we get to WrestleMania. Uh, but beyond Bianca, I mean, you got Charlotte Flair, and you know she is going to be involved in that to the very bitter end. Um, what's it called? Beyond Charlotte, you've got, in my opinion, other favorites can be considered Rhea Ripley making her main roster debut. Uh, I feel like Rhea is the right, is probably the, in my opinion, Rhea is the next closest behind Bianca to being the right call. Have her come up, maybe eliminate Charlotte, get some revenge for WrestleMania, and then end up punching a ticket to WrestleMania to face Asuka 
And I'll tell you right now, Rhea Ripley versus Asuka, sign me up. Um, and then Bailey. I feel like Bailey is also a strong candidate as she had the year-long women's title reign. She's, you know, in the thick of things. She's she's going to be one of the focal points of the women's division for years to come, I still think. So, Belair, Flair, Bailey, and Ripley are my four leading candidates for the Women's Rumble. Do you have anybody else that I might be missing that you can think about possibly being involved? As far as winning, no. Um, being involved in the match, uh, I could, I don't know, being, being involved in the match. I mean, you know, you look at, like you said, those are the leading, uh, candidates and honestly, I don't want to see Charlotte, you know, go back to back. Um, keep her away. (sighs) I don't want to see if she is the last one or the second to last to be eliminated. No, no. If you I, want to keep her in for a long time, just don't have her win the damn thing. She doesn't need it. This is where I'm at. And like I said a second ago, I think this is the way to do it. Whenever she comes in, I don't really care when, what you need to do is this, in my opinion. You have to have Rhea Ripley eliminate her. Mm-hmm. Last year at WrestleMania, Charlotte beat Ripley and won the NXT Women's Championship and it did a lot to bring Ripley's star power down. Yep. That being said, I do think that it would be beneficial to Ripley to get that revenge, eliminate Charlotte, and even if she doesn't win, get down to that final two with Bianca Belair. You know, really stake your claim. And I just thought of somebody who we are not considering in this discussion, and that's because they've booked her so badly this past year. I hate the fact that we haven't even thought of her, but Shayna Baszler, dude. This woman, this woman went from being literally the, the woman who was supposed to take the title off of Becky Lynch and run Raw for a year. She not only lost to Becky, was off TV for a few months or weeks or whatever it was. I lost track after a while. Did nothing, and then ended up, you Even know, ended up with teaming Nia Jax, and it's just like, you know, it, it, why, why, why? Now she's not even being considered to be a favorite for the Royal Rumble match. How is that even possible? This woman was in the final two last year, and she barely even. I hope they fix it like they've been doing with Nakamura. I'm not getting my hopes up. I don't think Shayna's going to win. Honestly, I don't think she should this year, unfortunately. But, you know, uh, I don't know. This is this is the part where I get frustrated. Very, very frustrated. Because I can hear it. <laughs> it's, it because I, I think Shayna is great, and I do think that genuinely she, she should be a star. She should be the women's champion and be the face of the division. And as much as I love Asuka, I feel like that's a money-making WrestleMania match, and they've thrown it away on free TV multiple times in the re- last few weeks. So there it goes. you know. So now what are you going to have? Charlotte and Asuka again at WrestleMania? What are you going to have? I, I, that's why I think it should be Ripley versus Asuka and Belair versus Banks. I feel like those are two fresh... Unique new matches that will be so entertaining. I don't know about you. What do you think? Do you think those are two good Mania matches? Oh, without a doubt. Rhea Ripley, you know, not only if if she even is 
going to be in the Rumble this year, which I hope she is. I'm you. You know, I'm a fan of her. Oh, I love her. Yeah. And even if she doesn't win, like you said, make her a star. Make her challenge for the Raw Women's Championship. Have her be the one to throw the upset at Asuka, and have her take over. You know, like how Becky Lynch did it. Or how Oscar's doing it now. Have her take over and have her in fresh feuds. You know, even even um, later on down the line, you could have a match realistically between her and Shayna. Absolutely, an NXT Redemption match. I would love. They had a great chemistry then. I think it should be. I think it'll be even better now. Oh, without a doubt. Especially the, since they would both be on the main roster, and uh, Shayna Baszler has had time to really. Come into her own, hopefully, yeah. you know, one may hope and dream. <laughs> I guess hoping and dreaming ain't going to get us very far, though, because that's how we've struggled to believe for the last, you know, however many years it feels like, you know, WWE oh, has to be oh. so stubborn, not giving the guys that we really want to see get opportunities, the opportunities, and yet forcing the ones that we don't want to get them, you know, Batista, Roman Reigns. Don't want to rehash that. So at the end of the day, I do think that um, I do think that Bianca and Rhea are the favorites this year. Charlotte, Shayna, and Bailey should be you know, close behind. I really hope they don't rush Becky Lynch back from her pregnancy. Like genuinely, I'm worried that they will. Genuinely, I'm worried that they're gonna end up forcing, you know, trying to make her come back before she wants to, before she's healthy. She just had the baby a month and a half ago. Like. Let her have some time. Let her have a chance to, you know, enjoy that time. Seth, if he's ready, you know, and he, you know, he he didn't he didn't give birth. I know, you know, it's very difficult to you know get back into shape after giving birth, and I want Becky to be at her best if and when she does come back, you know. And so I'm just afraid that WWE is going to rush that. Let her be. Let her come back when she's ready. Is my thought. If Seth is ready, great. And he, him coming back is, is great, obviously. And both of them coming back would be super beneficial. But we'll see. We will see. Uh, anything else you want to add about the 2021 uh, Royal Rumbles? Um, I just have one question for you. Go right ahead. If you had to think of any superstar for the men's Rumble, ra- uh, Rumble match or any two or three superstars for this fact, who do you think would make surprise returns? Well, Edge is up there for me. And mm-hmm. Edge and Seth are my two, I think. Edge and Seth? Yeah. Well, what about you? Um, I was going to say them too. Um, I mean, I don't really see anybody else, realistically, on the men's side. For the women's side, it might be a little bit different if they had any uh, – anybody that they were planning on bringing back. I mean, I've been reading that maybe Eva Marie uh, might come back to me in the early, early stage of that match. Oh, God. It's not I that know. I don't like Eva Marie, but we all remember what she was like in the ring. I'm just not looking forward to what could happen. That's my fear. That is my fear. Again, that's just something that I was reading as a rumor because apparently she's been backstage. But who knows? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I think that it would be most beneficial 
to keep her in a backstage role because I'm sure she's got a creative mind and you know her in-ring talent was just never that great. Now listen, she might have gotten a lot better, she may have improved and whatever. Okay, great, prove me wrong. But I'm just thinking back to what we've seen in the past, man. I'm just not a fan of the 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 scary uh, it's like Nia Jax, not a safe in-ring worker. I would not feel safe with her in the ring with anyone that, you know, I would not trust her with my safety. That's my fear. I just I'm always looking out for the other wrestlers and hoping that they'd be safe. She's a great person. I'm you know, I'm sure she's a, you know, she's a great philanthropist. I see a lot of the things that she posts, but you know, I think that maybe a backstage role is perfect for her. I, I don't know about you. Oh no, I I agree with that 110%. But if they decide to actually pull the trigger this time and say, "Oh, she's going to be a surprise at whatever number." If she improved, good for her. I want to see it in the ring if that's going to be the case, but other than that, I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, the thing that I have a problem with is just that she's not exactly the kind of candidate that I would expect to be considered a surprise return, you know? She's not that star power of a Trish or Alita. That's what I think a surprise return. That's what I'm thinking of, you know? But... Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it'd be interesting, and I mean, I'm not saying that it won't be good. I'm just saying that I'm a little hesitant. Skeptical. I'm skeptical. That's really what it is. I'm just skeptical. But yeah. So, uh, anything else besides potential Eva Marie return? <laughs> I think that's about it in regards to the Rumble. Alrighty. Well, I think that'll bring our discussion on the Rumble to a close. And now I'm happy to announce, uh, we mentioned it in our last episode, we were talking about the potential for getting together with a bunch of the uh, the guys who you've had, we've had Austin and Rafan on here before as special guests uh, from a group chat that I've been in for several years that I have known. They're good guys, you know, awesome, and there's plenty more of them. Angelo recently joined the group chat as well. Uh, we've decided that our next episode, episode 20, which should be recorded next week sometime, uh, will be a, a huge episode where a bunch of the guys join us. As of now, I believe we're going to have six or seven guys on a Zoom call like we do these right now, and uh, we're going to be together talking about wrestling, and we're going to be talking about WrestleMania. We will be we are approaching the road to WrestleMania now, and we're going to talk about it with uh, with those guys. It's going to be a fun discussion. Angela, I, can, I think you're excited. <laughs> Oh, absolutely, especially with with them. Hell yeah. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, we're looking forward to it. Hopefully you guys will tune in, and uh, uh, we'll see everyone next week. Uh, as always, this has been the Fans Talk Pro Wrestling Podcast. Uh, for On behalf of Angelo, my name is Freddie, and we want to remind you to never be afraid to be a fan, and we will see you next time. So long, everybody.